You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. It was a no-hitter. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. We'll get into that. Uh, host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, concerns. Uh, Ulysses, first off, want to say big congrats to the Tampa Bay Lightning for the two-peat. This one was for real. Uh, no questioning about what happened this year, uh, and they won it in the pandemic year without fans. So this is definitely validation and verification yes. that – the team is for real, and uh, I think Jane Castor is probably the happiest person on the planet now after wow. them winning at home. Shots fired across the bay there. Yes. Okay, uh, Ulysses, you didn't waste any time. You didn't bury the lead there at all. You you <laughs> came out with it right in front. Great, of course, that the Tampa Bay Rays swept the Cleveland Indians and have improved to a 51-36 and 36 record on the year, now just two and a half back of the Boston Red Sox. But game two of the doubleheader, of course, this year games are being played seven innings for doubleheaders. Uh, it was a, I guess, technically, not technically, a no-hitter. A hit was not allowed in the seven innings and the five raised pitchers that went out there to combine for that. So you are seriously arguing that this is a, a no-hitter, that this should be counted in the record book. If, if they didn't like it, then they shouldn't have made it seven uh, seven innings. I mean, they're playing the game as that it's as it's meant to be played. Those are the outs that they are given. And I I don't know if it was Austin Holloway or somebody else I, I saw on on Twitter saying this, but if the ghost if if a if a pitcher gets tagged in a loss by just going into a game a fresh inning, what should be a fresh inning in the tenth, eleventh, twelfth and allow us uh, a fly ball and then a fly ball and then gets tagged with a loss with a runner that he never let in with a runner that nobody let in. He still gets tagged a loss. Do they We've count that as a loss though? Rules. I thought they changed that. I don't know if they counted it as a loss well, though. Do they, if they, if they changed it, then again, some pitchers must've gotten tagged with a loss at some point. It wasn't that like that in day one. So that's my right. point. Uh, the walk-off can happen in the seventh inning because that's what is happening. I just don't understand this, this, this notion that you can just pick and choose which tradition that you keep, you know, I, okay. I, I don't like that. If you're changing some things like the ghost runner, I'm pretty sure if the game is seven innings and there were no hits allowed, it's a no hitter. Look, if, if this is the start of all games being seven innings, I'm on board with that. I will accept that. If you want to <laughs> play 162 and make them all seven innings, I can get on board with that, but I mean, don't we have to relabel it though as a combined no hitter? Like we can't just flat out call it a no hitter. I mean, sure. Five pitchers, seven innings. What, what are we going to count cycles now? If four guys, you know, one guy hits a single, another hits a double, another hits a triple, another hits a home run. Like this, 
everybody gets a trophy now. In fact, I would argue that what Michael Walker <laughs> did in game one was more impressive than what the five raised pitchers combined to do in game two know. against, let's be honest. Okay. Getaway day. The Indians on a nine game, eight game losing streak at the time turns into nine. The, the bottom half of the order was call-ups from AAA. Like, let's yeah. be honest. Those, those yeah. were not competitive names that Terry Francona, it was, all right, we're going to give you some action here from Columbus, you know, do what you can have some fun. And then we're going to send you on a bus back. Like Daniel no, Johnson, I, really Austin hedges, Ernie Clint, uh, Oscar Mercado, who, I mean, couldn't even hit in triple a, and he got the call up to the majors. I mean, I love that he's a Gaither kid, local kid and, and got back to the majors, but still I, I, I and I almost feel like this, this feat has been accomplished at some point, either this season or last season where, uh, you had like, say in a traditional nine inning game where the, the Rays, whoever is the opener or starting gives up, you know, a hit, a run, couple hits, whatever it may be. And then five relievers combined to not allow a hit for the ensuing seven innings. I feel like I, I don't think it's all that special, quite frankly, I, I would give more credence to what the team did defensively to, to turn that into a no hitter between Taylor Walls, Wander Franco, and Austin Meadows, and it might not even be categorically a no hitter if the the I guess the official score initially ruled that collision between Walls and Franco right. uh, in air, then change it to a hit. So something tells me, and I know Terry Francona is being petty, but it is what it is that that will be transferred back to a hit. First instinct, got to go with. I mean, you can't look, have the score hold- switching it back, then back, then back. Like it's ridiculous. I, I don't think it's that. I, look, it's great. I, I'm more excited about the fact that the race swept and, and won the game instead of uh, seven of inning combined no hitters with five pitchers. I mean, I don't think. I mean, there have been combined no hitters before in the history uh, of of the game, so I, I don't see a big deal with you know tagging it differently or anything like that. I think honestly, combined no hitters are way more unique than than five than simple no hitters. Yeah, no, yeah. Look, I, I I understand where you're coming from, but like combined no hitters have happened in the past, and they actually happen at a at a at a way less rate than just one guy allowing no hits. So. Ergo, it's more difficult to have five guys that come in and just shut it down. Yes, it's seven innings. So it does feel, of course, different. But all I'm arguing is that it's MLB who said you play seven innings. And the players are just playing within those rules. And within those rules, they didn't allow a hit. Now, again, they're they're calling it a notable achievement and all that. Sure, I'll get past that. But... To your point, you out of all the things you said, I do think that seeing Michael Walker be successful in that first game gives you a little bit of hope because he's been up and down this season. I know some people that just do not want to see Michael Walker anymore in a raise uniform. I'm not quite there yet. I think, honestly, for $3.5 million, he's been a kind of a little bit number worse five. than what I, I mean, expected. you're getting what you're, he's, he's a number five, basically. Yeah. And you need a yeah, guy you, that can pitch innings. Like who, okay. If people are calling for the Rays to release him, trade him, send him down, like who, who are you replacing him yes. with right Thank now? Thank you. Now maybe yeah. there might be a question when Chris Archer is healthy and Ryan Thompson is healthy and the list goes on and on. But right now I think you kind of have to ride with him for what it may be. So, you know, on the no hitter thing, I'm going to put a double asterisk next to it. The, the fact that it was five guys, <laughs> 
And isn't that Why? the whole rate? Like, I don't there think is, that... There, there's no difference between a combined no-hitter and a no-hitter in, in the record books. It's just a no-hitter. So, the Astros so, did it a few years ago. So if they considered this, if this went in the record books as a no-hitter, and they don't say combined in front of it, doesn't that take away from what Matt Garza did 10, 11 years ago, where you say the no. last no-hitter was... Uh, on this date in 2021, instead of what Matt Garza, one man did over the course of nine innings. Not at all, because that's just like saying, well, if, if you don't go into the, in the hall of fame in the first year and you get in barely in the, in the 10th year with 75.1% uh, is, is it diluting what the guy like Ken Griffey jr. Did cause he got in with 99%. No, uh, Okay, let me flip it. Things. If there's five guys who combine to have a 70 war and you put all five guys in the Hall of Fame, then I think that's the a little unfair. Okay, it's what's more impressive? I, I honestly don't look in, in the I'm not even going to get to the, the voting here because it's clearly biased and clearly raised homerism that 70 percent of the people out there think that it should be counted as a as a mm. no hitter. But um Okay, what's more impressive? So what is it with you? Is it the seven innings or the combined? Because Madison Baumgartner did it for seven it's innings. It's both. It's both. And okay. I, I still don't think in those, look, the, those la, those six outs matter, when you're, especially if you're one guy. Yeah, 100%. order for a third, fourth time. And, okay, I, I'll get on board if, like, if those five relievers struck out just about everybody in that game, but they only had eight. How about this? It was a contact oriented. Like, no, I can't get on board with this thing. I can't call it a no hitter. Wait, hold up. Call it a no, a no hitter, but then say parentheses, 2021 or per, or, or something. So asterisk. Uh, you can explain it. Yeah. Not an asterisk. Cause everybody knows that the asterisk is, it has so much <laughs> connotation towards it. But nicer asterisks. It. That's what yeah, just nicer asterisks. There you go. A COVID asterisk. Like these were the rules that were given to me. I completed the task. I literally gave up no hits in an MLB game. How is this not a no hitter? Yeah. Like, you told me to be, play seven innings, up, Rob Manfred. You told me. It, yeah. Although it wouldn't be, I gave up uh, no hits in a seven game. It was, we gave up no hits all, all freaking five of us. Sure. Different, which has happened in the velocities and which has happened in the past. I'm, 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 I'm not getting on board with the whole combined thing. One thing I will, uh, I will say about this. What if it went to extra innings and the race didn't allow a hit for two extra innings and then walk it off in the ninth, would it have been a no hitter? I mean, they would still probably go with the rule, but I would think that would, I would absolutely say that was, that would be very, very impressive considering you have the ghost runner, but that's not what happened here. I know, no, but I'm saying, yeah, yeah, but we're done talking about it. But I'm just, I'm just asking what would MLB have done if the Rays had to go to extra innings for a couple more for until the ninth, they went in, in the bottom of the ninth and walk off and they didn't let any actual hits get on board the eighth and the ninth. Would it have been a no hitter? No, I, I don't think it would because it still is the traditional seven inning game, and then you just consider extra innings. I don't think they would. Then look, I think you it's can send Manford an email, but yeah, I will uh, actually okay. send me his information. Yeah, I'll have I'll, your I'll people you talk to my people. By yeah. the way, which uh, what do you think was more impressive? The okay combined no hitter seven inning game five guys, or <laughs> what? Uh, or what Ryan Yarbrough did earlier this season? A complete game. Nine innings, 
nine innings, yeah. complete game against the Yankees. Nine, Yankee I think stadium. he gave up two earned runs. They were solo yeah. home runs. Yes. And against the, and it wasn't look, I don't know if the Yankees were totally healthy, but they had some, they had some dudes in that lineup. Uh, the Indians, there was really just one guy to account yeah. for. And that was Jose Ramirez, who, by the way, what he's doing without protection is amazing. Bobby Bradley's batting cleanup. Like, no, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm no. just glad that the Rays won. I look, I, I'm there going with go. that. I'm not saying it's a, a no hitter or whatever. I, I, I'll say a nice feet, solid feet. Uh, yeah. And, no, and no, go just, just go with the Manfred. Notable achieve, uh, achievement. What a notable achievement we saw yesterday. Uh, some comments here on the no hitter debate. Ty McCann says, no, I think it's fair to say they pitched seven no-hit innings, or if you want to call it a seven-inning no-hitter with an asterisk or something, you can, but it's not a no-hitter without going nine innings, in my opinion. Zach Dabb says uh, it should be a no-hitter. Mad Bum deserves his. If this is the way the game is going to be, stats should evolve with it. Again, if you want to make it, I, I will count. I, I just think when we're talking about no-hitters, I, I feel like if you're including – a team that uses four or five, six guys, it takes away from that one guy. Like if, if you labeled this as a no hitter, I, I think it, I feel like it would take away from what mad, uh, mad bum did, but it is what it is with that. Uh, Austin Holloway has a lot of choice words. Let's just say that uh, he agrees with you. Um, uh, on the bright side, of course, again, the Rays won, they swept, they have an off day before facing, man, I haven't even looked up who do they face next? The blue Jays, Toronto. Yeah. Toronto, Toronto. At, at home. Yeah. Are you going to go to one of those games this weekend? No, my next game, of course, will be July 31st with you and with Locked on Race listeners. I hope they've uh, bought their tickets for July 31st, man. Nice. I might try to go to a game this weekend. I'll definitely be sure to buy some fully loaded chew. Uh, Fully loaded chew is tobacco-free, long cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to. Without all that tobacco, it's available in nine flavors. Fully loaded chew is made with all food grade ingredients. And again, it's tobacco free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. Fully loaded chew is offering locked on team listeners a special offer right now. You can try a can for just $1. That's right, just $1. So go to fullyloadedchew.com, use the promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N. Just $1 in free shipping if you use the promo code locked on at checkout. Again, the next time you go for a dip, be sure to make it fully loaded chew, fully loaded chew.com. There's nothing more amazing in this life than saving time and money. And you can do that by using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could ever need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs rockauto.com. That's where you have to go right now to see all their parts that are available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
Okay, Ulysses. Uh, one thing we didn't get to regarding yesterday's contest was the promotion call up and MLB debut of Vidal Brujan, who I believe is the number two prospect in the race system. There it is. Standing ovation. Let's do it together. Standing okay, O. It. Standing O. There you I go. Give him a standing O from my couch. Again, if we're going to do it for Wander Franco, then I think it's only fair and it's only apt and it's only appropriate to do it for every other player that makes his MLB debut for the race. I don't care if it's the number 287th ranked prospect or the number two prospect. I'm going to give that guy a standing ovation from now on. And by the way, like what yeah. Videl's path and track to the big leagues. Look, we know that Wander Franco has been a stud basically since he was born. Since he was 12, 13, 14, he was getting major league looks. But but El Bruhan signed for $15,000 as a 16-year-old, as a guy who's five foot seven, 145 pounds, and to become the player he has become to be is pretty darn impressive. And I don't know if Fidel had quite the same opportunity as Wander Franco, a guy who got, you know, $3.8 million and uh, every chance in the world where Vidal really had to separate him from all the, how many other guys get thrown 10, 15, 20, $25,000 contracts. Oh, a hundred percent. Big, 100%. big congrats to Vidal. And that's why we gave him a standing ovation. Yes. And, and look, it, it's, it's been kind of a, a, a really, I, I wouldn't say slow, but it's been developed. It's been developing for years now. What Vidal right. has has shown, and in this year, finally the power started to kind of show up, uh, especially early in the season, where that's that wasn't a skill that that he possessed, and and that just takes time to to grow into your body and 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 all that. Yeah, look, I think what he showed yesterday to just come out, make a great play in the first inning, like a diving play, throw to first, then at the bottom of the first get a hit to get a, an RBI notched, then steals a base like it was nothing. Like that might have been the easiest bag he has stolen since maybe low A. Like it was it was that easy. It should have been indifference, honestly, if we're being serious. Um, and he did it. He showed what he could do. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see him. I feel like what... Um, what BA and Dwayne were saying about Vidal and how exciting and thrilling he could be that just injects some, some excitement to the, the fan base. And ultimately in game two, you, you actually saw the, the race future right there, right? Walls playing. Franco was playing. Vidal was playing. Mejia was playing. Um, you know, I think there are two or three guys that will not be wearing a raised uniform in a couple of weeks time, maybe it may be in the off season if they're able to juggle so much, but uh, two to three guys will, will probably be leaving it. And that means Yandi, Choi, Wendell, Brasso. Um, that's, that's Margot Phillips, KK. Uh, I think, I'll, I think that, that those guys are on warning. Hey, the future is is here. They're ready to play, and it's up to them. Look, if Vidal struggles and 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 doesn't even hit above above his weights, then yeah, he might be sent down to AAA. But if he's killing it for the two weeks that he's going to be here, while Margot is is on the IL or the three weeks, whatever it is, and he is still killing it, I think it would be very difficult for 
the front office and for cash to stand up in front of cameras or even the zoom interviews and say, you know what? Um, uh, yeah, we, he just needs a little bit more development. What are you talking about? The guy's getting 300 and slugging 500. Like, well, what are you talking about? He, he already is in the middle of the pack with stolen bases in the team, you know, if that were to happen. So hopefully that's what's happening. And, and in three weeks time, he forces their hand because he's playing so well. Uh, who's the first to go? Because Manny Margot will be healthy in a couple of weeks, seemingly. And there might be another player or two that's going to be healthy. Is it KK? Yeah. Is that the guy? I mean, you mentioned a lot of names. What, I know. what are you putting odds on right now as far as first to go? Assuming there's not an injury that happens between now and then. I mean, that always, that right. always seems to happen. It always yeah. seems to end up working out. But I, that, I almost see that, this as the, this is the meal ticket for KK out of town, quite frankly that's the loophole, right? If somebody gets hurt, then, then you don't have to make that decision. But if nobody does get hurt, which obviously we don't want anybody to get hurt. Uh, I think Wendell would give you the, the best bang for buck right now, just because of the season that he's having and the flexibility that he has around the, you know, we say that a lot of teams don't value versatility or, or, or defensive prowess as much as the race do and which is a hundred percent, but it's more mainstream and acceptable for clubs to like, Oh, wait, this guy can play third short and second, and maybe a corner outfielder right. like that for them is a little bit more manageable to digest than, Oh, it has 10 DRS or the UZR is uh, you know, insane. You know, that's a little bit more um, digestible. So I think Wendell would give you the most bang for buck. Um, Yandy I gotta be honest. I, I would rather I would rather the Rays just cut ties with KK. Get a player to be named later or something. Get get whatever you can. Cut that salary. Honestly, and, like I'd rather yeah. have Joey Wendell on the roster than KK. Uh, yeah, I, I feel yeah. like that's the direction the Rays are going. Assuming that Manny Margot is healthy, and then you can pay Brett Phillips, you know, five hundred, six hundred. Like you can make the outfield work. You can make all those guys and the infield work, quite frankly, if you keep Wendell around, I I find it very, very hard. If the Rays are trying to compete for a playoff spot that they would just trade Wendell uh, before July 31st, especially if, if things say something doesn't go well with Fidel, say he struggles mightily or say something happens to Taylor walls. We know he's had that wristage issue Uh, or we, we know. No, 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 but make it difficult. Okay. Make it more difficult. Make it, Wander's killing it. Vidal is killing it. Like you have to make a decision. You have to make a move. I think if you want trade value back, if you want value back, you have to give something. And I don't think cake is going to be that guy. I think that's Joey Wendell. But to your point, if all you want is roster spots, if all you want is more playing time for the guys that don't have the playing time right now, because of too many bodies that if that's your issue that you're trying to fix, then yeah. KK should be that guy because you could always just play her to be Nate later. Look, if you gave Wilson Ramos up for the uh, to, to the Phillies in 2018, right. who has an who was an all star catcher that season, uh, you're giving him up for a bag of baseballs. Look, yeah, you're okay if, you're, with if you're that. giving up Charlie Morton, you can you're do not that with KK. Him back for nothing. Yes, you can absolutely do that. And they've done that with many guys before CJ Crone, yeah. Corey Dickerson, which quite frankly is more surprising. Uh, 
on on the end with all of that. Uh, Vidal, by the way, over his minor league career, he has hit a line of 290, 374, 423 with a 10.6% walk rate and 11.6% strike rate, oh, a strikeout that. rate over 448 wow. games, collecting 166 stolen bases along the way. That's the other thing is you're bringing speed, athleticism, versatility, a guy that doesn't strike out and a guy that walks talk about something that's really, really needed for this team right now, considering, especially when you get into those late inning, extra inning situations where we just need a guy that can move the runner over, put the ball in play, draw a walk, steal a base. And he does all that. Could you imagine him as the ghost runner starting in the 10th inning or the 11th inning at second, or just being available to come up to the plate and being a switch hitter like that is that that's a huge, huge difference maker. Look, I don't think he's going to bring a lot of power at all. In fact, I think the power numbers and maybe the average, like when it comes to him getting enough playing time, it'll sort of mirror what uh, Manny Margot does. But I think that Bruhan brings more in terms of he's a little bit faster. He draws a few more walks. He plays a few more positions and the, the switch hitter thing as well. Yeah. Like if you're facing a, a righty reliever and you're, I mean, he could, he could butt one. I, I would assume Bruhan, if he's willing to play left field, right field, center field, second base short, he's also played some third, which people don't know about. He'd be willing to lay down a bunt. He would be a perfect guy oh. for that. He's, he's a, and he's going to be, I think in time, a prototypical leadoff hitter. I don't hate what, uh, cash and company did with him the other day, put him at number five, you know, yeah. sort of be the table setter for the bottom of the lineup. I, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I was on board with that. And I like it. And, and to your point, I think, yeah, he's very adept with the, the, the hand being uh, the bad, being an extension to his arm, which is, yes. you know, the Ichiro types, the, the, the Valio types, you know, th- that is just a, an extension of your arm. They just feel very adept using that. And with the bunting, I mean, that would be just so fun. That's thrilling. If, yeah. if he become, becomes that kind of guy, that'd be really good to get on base. Uh, that, that's a skill set. And, and I think there's a, there's a spot for that in, in, in the game. And to your point, look, it's it would be so exciting to have him as a leadoff hitter. Like we, I know it's been great to see G-Mod and Austin Meadows in the leadoff spot. I'm, I'm okay with that. And even Randy Rosarena, I like him in, in, in the top. But look at this. Number one, Vidal Bruhan. You put number two, Wander, and number three, Randy. Yeah. Wow. Number four, Austin Meadows. Number five, Yandy Diaz. That's a lineup. That's mm-hmm. that. Taylor Wall six. Like, come on. How yes. how are you losing games, Kevin? Do you ever lose? Uh, I guess I guess the only time you're losing games is just the fact that you have so many rookies on the roster between Randy Rosarina. Yes, he's still a rookie. Taylor Walls, yeah. Wander Franco, Fidel Brujan, Shane McClanahan. We've seen Luis Patino at times and some others as well. So very good stuff. Uh, we actually got a comment here from uh, Old Rascal on Twitter regarding Brujan. And most of the comments on Brujan's call-up, there wasn't quite the reaction that uh, we got with Wander Franco. It seemed like uh, the world was... The, the world stopped upon his call up. There wasn't quite that same uh, thing with, with Bruhan, although there was a, a hurricane to navigate and a lot of other things to take into account with that. But question from, or comment here from old rascal on Twitter says Bruhan offers cash lineup versatility and already was on the 40 man, but Nathan Lukes is a much better hitter. Rays really could use Nathan's bat against left-handed pitchers. 
What about Josh Lowe, Esteban Kuros? Who goes first, Wendell, Margot, KK, or Phillips? Well, we addressed the second part of that. But look, Nathan Lukes is tearing it up in AAA right now, batting around 360. But uh, I say small sample size. I say BABIP there. Like over his career, he's not been as good of a hitter as Vidal Brujan. Like if you look at back at what he did in AA and single, like he's a career. 276 hitter across all minor league platforms. So I'm not going to, uh, you know, say a guy deserves a call up based on what he did in a 128 at bats. And also I think Nathan Lukes is correct me if I'm wrong here, a left-handed batter. So I don't know unless he's a reverse platoon guy, but he, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't bring to the table. What, what Vidal offers. Vidal no. is a difference maker. He's dynamic. And Nathan Lukes, again, maybe sometime he'll get an opportunity, but uh, I, I think he's more of a, a 4A player. Same for Esteban Kuros. As far as Josh Lowe, at this point, do we really want to add a heavy strikeout guy to the equation? That's been the problem for the Rays. I don't know if I want a guy who's striking out more than, who's averaging more than a strikeout per game, and that's and look, an issue for him. Again, Randy Rosarena, Austin Meadows, Kevin Kiermaier, Mar- Manuel Margot, Brett Phillips. Like, you're going to insert another, just an outfield position? No. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out. You I can't. agree. I, I agree. I, Josh Lowe, I don't think he's going to see some major league t- unless an injury happens. Uh, unless year, Margot so, and yeah. KK are traded. I don't see a yeah. scenario where, where Josh Lowe has a spot on this team. For God's sakes, Wander Franco, Taylor Walls, and Vidal Bruja might not even have an actual spot. Like you have right. to make moves for them. So what? You're also yeah. going to tie your, your hands with Josh Lowe? I don't think so. Now, maybe next year where the, the Rays may make a decision on Brett Phillips sure. and that might open up a spot for Josh Lowe, but I think it's still maybe a little bit too early for him. I, I, I'm saying old rascal is uh, the agent for Nathan Lukes, Josh Lowe, and, and Esteban Kuros. I mean, Vidal Bruan has done it longer, more consistently, and it's his time. Like, I don't know. Bruan might, might have had a meltdown if Nathan Lukes was called up before, oh, yeah. uh, before him. Like, at first, it was like, okay, uh, the Rays trade Willie Adamas. Does that mean Vidal? No, it's Taylor Walls. And then it's, okay, who's the next guy going to get called up? It's got to be Vidal, right? Nope, it's Wander Franco. And then it's finally, <laughs> finally Vidal Brujan, and I think he's here to stay. Uh, bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UF, uh, UFC MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And remember, use that promo code. I didn't tell you about this. Locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Again, use L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at betonline.ag to get that 50% welcome bonus uh, there for yourself. Um, Ulysses, we don't have much time here. And I do want to give out, uh, do want to give a shout out to Uh, the cranky fan on Twitter who's asked some really poignant questions. We'll probably have to get to that either on Friday or next week. Uh, What I first want to mention, though, before we end the show is 
if you haven't had a chance to listen to our interview with Keenan Lamb from Baseball Prospectus, uh, it is definitely a must listen. I mean, he was just a treasure trove of great information on the upcoming MLB draft and had some really, really positive things to say about Shane Boz. So, and we might have him on the show after the draft at some point or in the future. So that is, that is one of, I think Ulysses, it's fair to say that is an episode you bookmark and listen to uh, before the draft comes. 100%. And he, uh, he just, he made me a better fan. He made me a smarter fan. And I, I'm not, you know, I think there are so many niches in within baseball. There's fantasy and there's the draft and then there's the actual major league teams and all of the other things, the analytics. There's so many little things about baseball that you can really go into a hole, into an abyss and just get lost inside there. There are so many of those. And the prospect watch is definitely one of those. And he is his the master of his domain there. Uh, to 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 put it like that, uh, he just knows his stuff. And um, talking to somebody that that just knows their stuff, it's it's really really refreshing. And uh, I had a blast. And I told him, I you know you were there, obviously. I, yeah. <laughs> I told him I would, that was the most interesting conversation that we had had. And um, I, I can't wait to talk to him again after the draft. Absolutely. And do want to add a note here. Uh, so we asked him about which player or players will have the best career. Uh, this was based on last year's draft. So which player or players from the 2020 draft will wind up being, you know, Hall of Fame level types or really being the top of the class from that draft? And he's amending his answer. I can't remember exactly who he said the other day. Uh, I think Robert Hassel was one of them, but there were a couple yes. guys he threw out, but he uh, wanted to add to that. He says, upon further review, I would have <laughs> said Jordan Walker of the Cardinals and Mick Abel of the Phillies. Also, he says, I really liked Cole Wilcox, who the Rays got in the Snell trade. How about that? If, if Keenan Lamb gives the uh, vote of approval on Cole Wilcox, that's that's really all I need uh, for that. Okay, uh, yes. that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Remember to tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Today and Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you 